Next on BYU Sports Nation, clear the record. If you could vacate any result in the history of BYU sports, which would you choose? He played in the NBA. He coaches the women's basketball team. Would it behoove the Jeff Judkins women's basketball team to get the three seed instead of the two? Plus, Hayden Rogers of BYU Baseball joins us from Hawaii. How do the Cougars one-up last season, and what's the chance BYU basketball goes 2-0 this week? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Light it up! BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Wednesday, February 21st. Wherever and however you're dialed in, always great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who recently vacated his 2013 Y-Factor championship, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, I didn't have that. Um, we didn't have the Y-Factor in 2013. When did we start? It was four, I think the fourth year, right? Is this the fourth year? I think it was 2013 17, because 16, Brian 15, Logan 14. was the inaugural winner, right? No, I think it started in 14. This was the fourth season. Right, we started we in 2014 because you vacated your 2013 championship. Okay, that's how it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I, enough, see, I see how it is. Enough of that. Rise and shout. we got a loaded day. Time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Leading off trending on this Wednesday, a trifecta of former BYU basketball players currently enjoying success with their new teams, Jerem. Frank Bartley in Louisville excuse me, in Louisiana, is averaging 17 points a game. Raging Cajun, bro. Don't sleep on him. Jordan Chapman at Boston College, 13 points per game. Great three-point shooter. Jake Toulson, also a good three-point shooter, averaging 13 a game at Utah Valley University, and he's the WAC Player of the Week for the second time this season. Question for you and all of BYU Sports Nation, what difference, if any, would these guys have made on this year's BYU basketball team. They would have made a difference. I've been saying that a couple of guys have transferred, and I said, uh, you know, Toulson and Chapman, but I think Bartley could have made a difference too. It's tough nowadays. Kids don't want to wait. They don't want to wait. They want to play as a freshman, and if they're not getting run as a sophomore, boom, you're out of there. These guys could have been huge contributors on a team that could have challenged in this league, I think. Would BYU be, have been in third? Maybe. Maybe not, but they would have at least sniffed the NCAA tournament. BYU needs more horses. I like the starters. The backups haven't contributed a ton at this point. Gregor Bell had a great tweet uh, yesterday about the fourth and fifth score, what they combined for in the Dave Rosera on a team. This is the lowest number. It's like 5.9 in the Dave Rosera. I think these guys would have had an impact on this team. I- I'm happy they're succeeding, but I'm sad that they aren't at, at uh, BYU helping. The culture and generation of entitlement because we live in a give-it-to-me-now world with everything, whether it's technology or playing time specific to what we're discussing right now, creates some difficulties that were not existent in the late 80s and early 90s and even into 2000. It's just a different time. You're right. So these guys, when they're not getting what they feel is their due run, they look to go elsewhere. And... In the case of these three, they are finding success at Louisiana Lafayette or Boston College, Utah Valley, or wherever. And for me, I look at these three and think, yes, as good as the three-point shooting has been for Chapman and Toulson specifically, 
It's the defense of Frank Bartley and the defense of Jordan Chapman that I feel would make the biggest difference in BYU's current scheme, led by Dave Rose and Heath Shroy, where it has become more defensive-minded and value possession and take good shots. Experience takes good shots. Experience plays good defense. And both of those guys, Bartley and Chapman, could play really good on-ball defense. So I think BYU absolutely would benefit and be a better team with those guys. It stinks. You could have more balance. You could have more horses. Like, Elijah Bryant goes into every game thinking, I've got to score 20 tonight. That's a lot to bear mentally every Yoli night. Yoli Childs. Oh, by the way, Yoli's barely 20. Same situation. It would have been nice to have these guys. Listen, there's always going to be transfers, though. I acknowledge that. There's always going to be guys that More are More so at, now than ever. I promise you from this team, there's, there'll be somebody that shocks you that transfers. Like, it happens every season. So should we be shocked then? <laughs> yes, because the expectation isn't, isn't uh, quite there. Like, I'm still shocked when BYU loses a non-St. Zaga game, even though it happens three times a year. But BYU could have more balance. They'd have more horses. They'd have more threats from three and more defensive-minded guys. It would be nice. Then you don't have to play Zach Selyus right off a of mission, right away. Well, you're not the guy. You, you could Then you have a bench, Then you have a consistent have a bench. bench scoring consistently. Amen to that. Spencer. Yesterday, Dave Rose was asked about the lack of international players and recruits on this team and why that is the case. Dave Rose, you mad, bro? Why do you always ask me about international players? You guys know exactly what I'm going to tell you. But we had a kid lined up, ready to go, didn't pass the test score. Spencer, to be fair, Dave was not that riled up at BYU basketball, Dave Rose. But he was fired up. What's your reaction to this? I think... His reaction is understandable. He can only do so much. It's not his fault that a kid can't pass a test to get into BYU. They did all of the legwork. They had everything in line. They can't take the test for the kid. It's not his fault. Yeah. So people are like, oh, yeah, another sour mark for BYU basketball. There's nothing they can do. There's nothing, literally nothing else they could have done. I think fans have wondered this for a while. And Dave Rose was asked this question last week from uh, an audience member. He wasn't pounding anything at that point. But I think he's just tired of hearing, oh, are you even trying? People say, of course they're trying. Yes. They're, they're trying so hard to bring in international players. In this league, international players have played a big role for a long time, whether it was Robert Sacre to Jock Landale to uh, different players. I in can't be why you get those this, like, guys. DeMontis Sabonis. There's always been, uh, you know, an influence that way. Listen, BYU has. You already tried. This kid was, it's been reported that he, Russian 6'9", could shoot the three. They tried to get him in. They, I, I think they might still be hoping they get him in. There's nothing that Coach Rose or anybody on the staff could have done to take that test. And maybe fans just want to see a guy show up. Like Rafael Arujo, international player, big time for BYU to get back to the tournament. Doesn't always work out. BYU's had some other international guys that True. did not play well. True. Jerem, new BYU running backs coach, A.J. Stewart, said the following about his specific coaching philosophy on Monday's BYU Sports Nation. I, I really haven't watched any film on last year. Uh, to me, I, I think it's fair to those guys that we just start on a clean slate. Question. Is the clean slate theory exactly what BYU football needs across the board right now? If I'm a player, yeah. Last year, burn that. Burn that now. <laughs> Delete it. Get rid of it. Certain guys, maybe I'd be like, 
Like, if I'm Riley Bird, I'm like, hey, uh, check out the Hawaii game. That's pretty good. KJ Hall, San Jose State. Remember that uh, run I had? I think that that's probably good because it's going to be fair to these guys. I do think it's good to know what's coming. Like, do you want to be naive, unbiased? There's kind of a delicate balance there. Yeah, I actually like, specific to the running backs group, just starting fresh because there oh, are some guys. Good luck figuring that out with the, like eight capable dudes. There are some guys that don't want coach to watch certain aspects of film last year, right? <laughs> I mean, BYU needs to protect the ball and hold on to the ball first and foremost. So I like it because it brings a new energy and a new kind of ideal to all of the players mentally where it's like, hey, I can go out and impress right now. Well, you can always do that. In spring, regardless of how you played last year, you can always You're right. But if you have feel a great like spring no ball, matter what I do, I'm down the depth chart. There is something to that. Then transfer to UVU, Boston College, or Louisiana Lafayette. Okay, <laughs> I like the idea. Wait it, wait, earn it, earn it. It's and okay. that's what the BYU coaches, notably AJ Stewart and Jeff Grimes, have said. Like we're throwing it out. We we want to see what they can do now. Yeah and not weigh heavily on what happened last season or in the, you know, the near past. You always need to earn it. If you're Butch Powell and you were amazing as a sophomore, but you're kind of injured and not as good as a junior, you've got to earn it. Butch Powell has got to earn it. He can't rest on his sophomore laurels. It's everybody's good. Tanner Mangum can't be like, remember 2015, those Hail He's got to earn it now. He's got to earn it now. Where are we at? Which one? I forgot. Okay. Spencer, BYU sophomore gymnast Shannon Evans-Hortman is this week's MRGC Floor Specialist of the Week. She ballin'. It's her fourth weekly award this season. Men's volleyball has Gabby Garcia. Men's hoops has no seniors. Football boasts some young talent as well. Which BYU team has the brightest future? BYU baseball. (laughs) So as good as all of those are, okay, you brought up those. For me specifically, it's BYU baseball. They have the brightest future. They're coming off a conference tournament championship, their first NCAA tournament trip in 15 years. And I think that they have potential to do it again this year. So in in the immediate future, I'm like, oh, yeah, brightest future? Yes. Now, in regard to what you just brought up of those three, it's BYU football. Because they have the the, the farthest to rise. I mean, they had a long they make a bowl game, that'll be – Yes, absolutely. Like, the standard is already high for men's volleyball. And gymnastics, we have pointed out a couple of times this year, at least, that they deserve more respect and they're the most underappreciated. So they're, they're getting the notable attention. It's BYU football. Because of the drop-off last year, they have more room to grow. So I think that the future or the light at the end of the tunnel is the brightest for BYU football, specific to those three teams. I mean, it's men's hoops. Elijah Bryant will be a senior. T.J. House will be a junior. You hope that Nick Emery's in and is a junior. Yoli Childs is a junior. I think that's a, a pretty awesome team. BYU brings in Gavin Baxter off a mission. Uh, Zach Selyus another year. Uh, men's hoops, I think, is going to be even better next year. And I know that's BYU baseball is probably a cop-out answer because they're the ones emanating right now. I they can see a title. It. It's shiny. Right, they won a title. It looks fantastic. four games. Right. Yes, that's bright. I know it's going to be bright. All right, Jerem. On BYU basketball with Dave Rose last night, Coach Rose was asked if the current three-point struggles – are more physical or mental? His response was both. In your opinion, are the struggles three-point shooting more mental or physical? Physical. I believe these guys believe they can make threes. So they just need to make it. So physically, get in there, get the shots up early, get some confidence, 
Shoot with confidence, make it. Yeah, I, I think it's more physical than mental. Yeah, because the correct answer is both. I wavered on this one a lot. Like, it's for me, it's almost down the middle. But I'm going to say the mental aspect is real because I have been in that scenario with the yips, you know? Going Someone back to the my, yips? Going back to my playing days in high school, Jerem. No, I, I know what it's about. I mean, you miss three or four in a row and you start thinking about it a lot. The mechanics are there. You're not Unfortunately, tired. multiple guys are feeling that, apparently. It is a mental struggle in the heat of competition. You start doubting that your shot's going to go in. And that's why it's so big to see a shot finally go in because it's like, oh, the mental block is out of the way. Hitters slumps. Shooters slumps. It's, it's a real thing. It, so for me, I think it's more mental. They're capable. When an entire team slumps, that's, I wouldn't call that a slump. That's a bigger issue. Spencer, the NCAA is making Louisville vacate the 2013 National Championship and the 2012 Final Four appearances after upheld sanctions. If you could vacate the outcome of any BYU game or season, what would it be? That is our question of the day. Does Rick Pitino have to vacate his tattoo? Uh, I think <laughs> technically you can do that. <laughs> to answer the question. You're asking the wrong crowd. This, the, the answer is simple, Jerem. And, and I immediately went to, okay, let's look at one lost BYU football seasons. And, and for me, one stands out ones. above the rest. 1996. Can we vacate the loss at Washington and give BYU a 14-0 record, potentially playing for a national championship? They finished the season the ranked number Bulls five. The Alliance still think BYU doesn't deserve They finished the season ranked number five with that loss in Seattle. So if I could vacate one thing, one loss, it would be the game in Seattle that year and cap off a remarkable undefeated season in 1996. I'm going to vacate the last seven games against Utah in football. Oh, I can't do that? 1983, opening season, four-point loss to Baylor. BYU goes undefeated the rest of the year. They finish ranked seventh in the country with senior Steve Young and Gordon Hudson. That set BYU up for the 84 run. That set BYU up. But what if BYU had gone undefeated in 96 or 83 or 79? There's your top three one-loss BYU teams. I also want to vacate the events leading up to the Sweet 16. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Brandon Davies could have played against Florida. <laughs> BYU wins that. They beat Butler, who won by three in OT against Florida. And then they played VCU in 11 seed in the Final Four. <laughs> Hashtag BYUSN, people. Join us, won't you? Coming up, what's the chance you'd vault yourself off a 50-yard ramp into the air? And our NBA Juddy buddy, Jeff Judkins, joins us next. If you can't be the one seed, you should be the two seed, right? No. Right? No, the three. The three. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow night, the West Coast Conference leading scorer, Cassie DeVagere. The women's basketball team hosts Portland tomorrow night, senior night, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Check it out. She's a special player, and Jerem Jordan will be on the call. I will be in Portland for the men's game. You're holding down the fort with the BYU Sports Nation karma after a fantastic week of calling women's hoops and gymnastics that resulted in some big wins. You crushed it both times. I don't think that's coincidence. I care for the good of the team, which is why I'm a, I am I am so next pushing time for, for Pepperdine you to call Diego, the Portland I get game. those ones. <laughs> we welcome you back, BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Hashtag BYUSN when you respond to our question of the day. In the spirit of Louisville 2013 and their vacated national championship, pull the banner down. 
Which BYU result or outcome would you like to vacate? This is a positive spin. Hey, we want to vacate something. What would you vacate? Kind of. We want to forget something. I wouldn't call that positive. At Twiggy or Stone, 2011 Utah. Yeah, it was a tough game yep. to watch. In fact, Jerem vacated the memories of that game. I did all mind. seven. Yeah, I did all. No, literally, I forgot. You forgot the score, the score of, that of that game. Yeah. Luckily, BYU still had a good season. Someone mentioned Della Vidagger. Yep. Only problem with that was we would not have St. Mary's face if it was wiped out. No, we'd still have it. There's part. We'd still have it. Uh, that yeah. there have been other adds, moments. That yeah. adds an element to St. Mary's. Been Tyler Hall's greatest moment. Clearly, took it away. Oh. Bad vibe. Yeah, a lot of great moments. We need to make the vibe in here good. So we're bringing in Juddy Buddy, Jeff Judkins, Shooter McJudkins, the head coach of BYU women's basketball and a man who puts up with a lot from us, Coach. Thank you for putting up with us on a weekly basis. Well, we're going to go on the court after the season, and I'm going to get even. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we don't. This is our court. That's your court. court. I'm taking my court. There's a reason we invite you over, and we don't go over. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Coach, it's, it's good being here. If you could vacate any result. In your former playing career or coaching career, you're like, I just want to, I just want to wipe that one from the record. <laughs> what, what game would you take away? Well, there, there would be two for me, personally, and the first one would be when we, when I coached at Utah, and we were the final game, mm. and we lost to Kentucky. We were up 11 with eight minutes to go, and I look at Coach Daniels and go, God, we, we might win this thing, and then we just hit, uh, I don't know. And we couldn't do anything right, and everything went their way. That's one. The other one would be when we went to the tournament, the Vegas tournament. We had a really good year that year. We won the league. We were 15-1. and We won our first game. And all we had to really do was get to the semis, and we knew we were going to the NCAA tournament. We're playing Utah. We're ahead the whole game. And she hits that last-second shot with .3 seconds or whatever it was. Hits it, the ball gets deflected, and she, and our player doesn't see it, and she hits that shot, and that cost us of not going to the NCAA tournament. So, those probably would be my two. Man, I'm just bumped. <laughs> After that, <laughs> it is. It is like, a, oh, that's oh, sad. Oh, yeah, it hurts. Oh, it hurts. Real positive. Uh, the Winter Olympics are going on right now. Are you, are you? Do you have any time to check out the Winter Olympics? Yeah, I, 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 I had tape it, and and then I fast forward the stuff I want to see and what I don't want to see. Like yesterday I was watching film and watching the the downhill. That's one of my favorite events. And uh, uh, Vaughn, of course, took a bronze. And you, you just don't realize how fast those guys are going and and how they have to react. And you saw when they fall, none of them got up and were smiling. They were hurt. And so um, I, I really enjoy that. I enjoy ice skating um, when it gets down to the – finals kind of because i think i think that probably it's one of the most pressure sports mm. period i don't care what anybody says it's it's one of those when you've spent four years to prepare for that and it's all on you it's individual you, yes. can't, blame you can't blame anybody but else. yourself but yourself jeff judkins with us on byu sports nation uh Let's follow up with this Olympics question. Uh, if you could compete in a Winter Olympic sport, Juddy, which would you choose? I want you to say luge so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I probably would do skiing. I'd probably do something because that's, that's my favorite, I think, to watch. Um, or I wouldn't mind being Sean White doing some of those things oh, that he can man. do. But I couldn't see myself flipping around like that. But those probably those two. 
Okay, let's talk about the uh, upcoming West Coast Conference tournament here for a second, and then we'll talk about your games this week, which are very important. The seeding is really interesting. It's different than how the, the men are set up, okay? If you're in the top two, you come in on the quarters on Friday. But if you're in the top, you know, or bottom seven, you come in Thursday. Is it better to be the three seed where you know who you're playing? You play no the six sink, then the two or the yeah. one. The one's locked up by Gonzaga. You could yeah. be the two still. Well, if if St. So Mary's lost and we won both our games, we would be the second seed. If you ask me personally for the tournament, the third seed's more of an advantage than the second seed. It's just because you know who you're playing. You win that game Thursday. You don't have to worry about Friday. You go in and you can prepare and have one more extra day. And people will say, well, it's no big deal. Well, we don't practice on Sunday. Oh, it's a huge deal. Which everybody else does. So that extra day would make a difference. The, but, but, you know, you don't want to be in third thinking for the tournament. You just have to go out. And, I mean, I'd rather be second or I'd rather be first. I need four. We, this year we lost a lot of close games, and it, it hurt. You know, you have to win those. You have to win at least half of them to have a chance, and we lost most of them. So hopefully we'll uh, come and play really well Thursday. Go to Gonzaga, play play well, and win, if we win that game, going with a lot of momentum in the tournament. And I know right now, there's no question to me we can win the tournament. We have depth to win it. We have a player who can can change a game instantly. Um, we've had players that have been there before. So, can we do it? Yes. And third seed would definitely make these. The problem is I don't know who we're going to play, but as you look at it, the third seed will play. Either San Francisco, Pacific, or San Diego, and the second seed will play one of those two. So it doesn't really make a difference, um, really. Who you know, who you're playing that. But one. you get the day if you're the number three seed. You get the Correct. extra day. You get the extra You'd day. play Thursday, then you wouldn't play till Monday, right? Yeah, we've tried to change that, but it's That's crazy. It's not going to change because the men feel, which I I totally understand. Why should they let the eighth and ninth team? play and the 10th and 7th play and then have a day rest and then play them. That's a big advantage. And so their advantage would be play Friday, don't have time to prepare, be tired, and give give the other team that, that opportunity. And I totally understand that. Fascinating ideology going into the West Coast Conference Tournament and how the bracket is set up. We're talking with Jeff Judkins, head coach of the BYU women's basketball team on BYU Sports Nation. If you were to explain your team at this juncture of the season – to, let's say, a broadcaster that hadn't seen a lot of your team and is coming in to call a game, how would you explain the dynamic of this specific team to that broadcaster? I this was, isn't for me, by the way. I just want to make that Asking clear. for a friend who's calling the game, the game on already. Thursday. <laughs> um, I would say that um, we have a team that plays hard. I think we have a team that, that moves the ball. We have one of the most exciting players in Cassie who I think is one of the most versatile scores in the conference um we have a freshman a six seven freshman that you look at and say you can just see that she's going to develop into a great great player um you know we have a player i think i think brenna chase is one of the, the at least when i'm watching film she's one of the most explosive um i think fun players to watch um, both her and Cassie if, are on. If you look at the stats, I don't look at them until the end of the year when I have to vote for all conference. But Brenna and Cassie are in every single category, which is that means you're a good player. It means you've done something very well. And um, you know, I 
so I think you watch our team. I think we're getting better with our young players playing more confidently and what they need to do. I think uh, uh, Malia is is coming playing a lot better the last couple of weeks. She's played a lot better, and really, she's the key for us. People think it's Cassie, and they think Cassie has been pretty solid. Malia, when she scores and her defensive presence and what she brings to the team is really important for us. Then you beat teams like Utah, and you I mean, you take it at West Coast Conference competition. Correct. Correct. It, when and Malia played good against Utah, exactly. Malia played good against. St. Mary's. Those are two games we want at home. Um, I think when she plays well, um, it really helps us, you know, that way. But it's, it's been, I'll tell you, it's been a hard year. I'm not going to lie to you. It's been a hard year because I've seen our potential of what we can do. Um, and, but hopefully we can just get these next two games and really go in the tournament with, with a lot of confidence. All right, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. Okay, Starting guys. Thursday. Yes, oh, nice. Karma, yes, the karma. spirit fingers are receiving yeah. the karma. Yeah. I wouldn't use that word, but yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh. That's nice. Thanks, guys, for having me. Thanks, Joe. Hey, it's great to talk to you, Coach. Thanks so much. All right. Okay, Thursday night, 9 Eastern, BYU versus Portland. Senior night. Cassie DeVachery, his last home game. I'm all of a sudden feeling bad for until, myself, Jerem. Until the NCAA tournament. That's, but I'm happy that I get to call Cassie's games in Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah hopefully it makes it up yeah. for you. You went to Pepperdine in San Diego. I you know. stopped your whining. Coming up, Hayden Don't Call Me Aaron Rodgers of the baseball team, live from Hawaii. And DJ Royal Ben Bagley joins us for fun with percentages. What's the chance BYU men's basketball sweeps the week? Oh. Men's Hoops plays at Portland tomorrow night, 11 Eastern time on ESPNU and BYU Radio. Spence will be there with pregame at 10 Eastern. With Jason Shepard, the homie. I'll have autographed pictures of Jerem Jordan for anyone who would like one. No one cares. Welcome back, my friends, on a Wednesday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, national simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. If you have missed the first 30 minutes of the show, fear not. Welcome. We will recap the headlines now. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. As Jerem just mentioned, BYU men's basketball on the road again at Portland tomorrow, working for win number 11 in conference. If BYU wins one of the two games this week, they will lock up the three seed on the men's side of the bracket. Yay! I know you're super excited about that. Final week of regular season play. The game tips at 11 Eastern, 9 Mountain on ESPNU. Dave Rose would love nothing more than to see his team Equally share the responsibility of scoring the basketball. We need to become more balanced as a group. We, you know, we went through that first part of league, and we had a couple guys that did most of the damage offensively. And uh, you know, what we need is we need to spread that out a little bit. BYU needs more balance. They really do. They need bench scoring, which goes back to what we talked about in our opening segment. Download the podcast if you missed it. Uh, like 29 games in, it's tough to like. Turn, I know. Like, turn that on. I know. Right? Yeah. Sixth ranked men's volleyball takes on Stanford tonight at 10 Eastern on the Pac-12 Network at Stanford on the farm before hosting the Cardinals Saturday in Provo on BYU TV. So Stanford twice, road, home, both on television. Just beat the trees, okay? Yeah, they're unranked. They're really young, kind of been injured. Take care Hopefully of business. Hopefully BYU can take care of two conference matches here. Sophomore Shannon Hortman-Evans named the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference Floor Specialist of the Week. She put up a 9.95 on the floor on Friday, as called by Jerem Jordan and Mikkel Merkley. 
This marks Hortman's second floor specialist award of the season. BYU is a team currently ranked 18th. They host 13th-ranked Boise State on Friday, live on BYU TV. I'll be on the call with Mikkel at 9 Eastern. And Utah women's soccer transfer Ella Ballstead is joining the BYU women's soccer team. Ballstead played in 40 games the last two seasons with the Utes, scoring two goals. She can play immediately. Welcome, Ella. Let the flame of royal blue glow brightly. <laughs> like, where is this going? I don't know where it's going. <laughs> well, she's going to BYU. That's what we know. All right. It's time for fun with percentages. Let's play What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Let's bring in DJ Royal Ben Bagley for number one. What? <laughs> maybe, at your, maybe at your youth conference. Wiki, wiki out. <laughs> hey, what's the chance BYU goes 0-2 this week in men's hoops? 0%. This ain't happening. BYU's winning at Portland. Then we'll see what happens Saturday. 0% BYU goes winless this week. This means the game will be close now. It can be close, Tomorrow. but that, that doesn't mean that BYU's they're going over game. two. Yes. BYU's winning BYU will win a game this week. If BYU loses this game, they have a weaker will than I thought. But I think this is a strong-willed team. They're a bounce-back team. Yes. Particularly under Dave yes. Rose. Yes. Yeah, they're not going win this this week. Number two. Let's All right, be let's there. flip it then. What's the chance BYU goes 2-0 and oh this week Ooh. in men's hoops? I'll go like 15%. At home, BYU will beat Portland. At home against Gonzaga will be a tough game. I think this is a single-digit game. I think if BYU makes a few key plays down the stretch, uh, they've got a shot. I wouldn't say it's a good one, but they got a shot. I'm going to go 23%. You know who wears number 23 on the men's basketball team? Michael Jordan. And McKay Cannon. I think it's Yoli Childs, right? Is it Yoli? <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. Yo, Yo, Yo Eli? It's Yoli Childs. You scared me for a minute. It's the Yoli Childs Center? Yes. Yoli Childs, I, be- I believe he is, the- he is the key this week. Okay, mm. He's coming off uh, a frustrating week, particularly against San Diego. I think he's playing with an added measure of chipness on his shoulder. And I think he's the key. 23%. If he plays well, BYU goes 2-0 this week. Number three. What's the chance BYU produces another Davey O'Brien award-winning QB? Now, I believe BYU's had, what, six, seven uh, of these and the most of any school in in, uh, college football history, which is very notable. Obviously, quarterback factory. That's awesome. What's the chance? I'll go like 5%. I just think it's a different era. BYU can produce really good quarterbacks that don't win the Davey O'Brien. See Max Hall, see John Beck, see Taysom Hill. Those were more than capable quarterbacks that didn't win the guy. I think it's hard for a group of five quarterback to win it now. Different game. Flash independent. It's a different generation. It just really is. BYU is not. They're not the wily, crazy passing attack that they used to be. That was so uncommon. We don't know what BYU is. It was so uncommon in the 80s to get back and have a drop-back passing attack on a game-to-game basis. People ran the ball. Everybody throws the ball now. It's really hard to be the Davey O'Brien Award winner because everybody's putting up big numbers. That said, Ty Detmer was at the most recent Davey O'Brien Award uh, ceremony. And Jim McMahon. Ty Detmer tweeted, great to be at uh, Davey O'Brien dinner tonight. Even Jim McMahon's wearing boots. Oh, Jim oh, McMahon had boots, boots on. The cowboy boots, man. Is Ty's Baker Mayfield influence one, wearing on Jim McMahon? Wow. 
Man wears boots? That changes my perception of him entirely. Yeah, these boots were made for winning. The Davey <laughs> O'Brien Award. Jim McMahon, greatest quarterback of BYU, in my opinion, by the way. Number four. Wait, that's a guy who plays golf barefooted, but he wears boots to an award? Well, Sorry. there's a lot going on there. Yeah. All right, number, f- <laughs> number four. What's the chance? What's the chance you would ride a snowboard down a 49-meter, which equates for those in American terms, 53 yards? Ramp launching yourself into the air. We're talking about snowboard big air here. Uh, 0.01% chance. And the only way I would do it is if there is an enormous foam pit at the bottom. Then I would do that. And that pit would have to be 100 feet deep. Exactly. You would suffocate exactly. in there. Yeah, 0%. I went skiing for the first time. Never been snowboarding. There's no chance in heck I'm going down that. Well, I respect, no. respect well, for those no, guys. heck no, Larry. It is so scary. You couldn't even pay me 80000 Larry, to go down that. I have to pump it there, actually. Is he, Never mind. Is he paid up for that, by the way? I don't know. Uh, who cares? All right, that wraps up What's the Chance? Brought to you by BYU Food to Go. Our question of the day. In the spirit of Louisville 2013 and the Cardinals' vacated national championship, which BYU result or outcome would you like to vacate? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Jake R. Kemp, 2006 football against Boston College. Okay. Double overtime loss, 30-23. to 23. The Eagles quarterback by one, Matt Ryan. That was a special BYU team, says Jake R. Kemp, and that loss still hurts my feelings. Oh, what might have been. BYU lost to Arizona previous to that as well. By three in Tucson, which is where BYU opens up the season this year. Nick Folk. Who's in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it took uh, capable NFL players to beat BYU that year. That was one of BYU's best teams ever. Like, that was a top 10 team BYU ever. It was awesome. Hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, it's the highest rank for this team on campus since 2013. We'll tell you who. And next, it's Aloha for BYU Baseball. We wake Hayden Rogers up early in Hawaii to discuss the Batcats' latest series. It's 7.30. It's not that early. Get over it. What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Watch the West Coast Conference leading scorer Cassie DeVagere and the women's basketball team host Portland tomorrow night on Senior Night at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Question of the day. In the spirit of the Louisville 2013 vacated national championship men's basketball, which BYU result or outcome would you like to vacate? And that's across any BYU sports platform. In from Instagram, at MichaelJT underscore 17. All of the football losses to Utah. Yeah. You were told you couldn't do that, Jerem. But we're allowing someone on Instagram to do it. Well, that's great for Michael. He says, do I have to pick one or the loss to Utah Valley men's basketball last season? And the big, yeah, 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 yeah. Losing to Utah worse than losing to UVU, though. Let's be honest. Hashtag BYUSN if you would like to join the voice of BYU Sports Nation. On the Deseret First Credit Union hotline from Waikiki Beach in Hawaii is pitcher Hayden Rogers of BYU Baseball. Hayden, it's 7.30 in the morning right now, or 7.41, I should say. I'm guessing you've been up for hours, and you got your morning surf in, correct? 
Yeah, I definitely did. Definitely did. <laughs> How's the flow of your hair, man? Is the wind, is it hitting it the right way as you surf? Oh, yeah, it's it's been nice. And it's been the, the humidity as well, it's it's really giving it some lift. So, <laughs> so I'm enjoying it over here. Hayden, I've been really, really jealous of you guys. You go and play in Southern California. You take three or four against CSUN. Spencer's down there. Didn't go to your game, by the way. But, <laughs> then you go to Hawaii. You've missed all this snow that we got. That's that's oh, just yeah. unfair, yeah, I dude. Think it was, I think it was Jason Shepard. He posted some pictures of our field uh, like the second day we were in California. <laughs> my goodness, it, it has been nice to be over here, be able to miss all that. Is Jason considered a part of the team? Like, should he be on the online roster? Um, I, I, you know what? I think he's he's working his way. Uh, okay. I, I think I think right now maybe he can get a like a BP top type thing, and then <laughs> you know as he keeps you know working with us, maybe next season he can. And get his face on the roster. Yeah, he's okay. He's yeah, earning his That's way. fair. It takes a couple years. Hayden Rogers, <laughs> BYU baseball pitcher, with us on BYU Sports Nation, joining us live from Hawaii. Before we get on to uh, what you're going to encounter on the islands, let's discuss, in your opinion, what was the best thing that happened for your team in the season opening series win over CSUN? Um, you know, the best thing I think we we saw how much depth we have, and we we saw that our our teammates, you know, if one of us is struggling, we saw that we were able to pick each other up. Um, you know, with the with the pitching side, I think there were like three or four maybe pitchers that didn't even throw in four games. Um, you know, so that just shows how much. Um, you know, for, first of all, we we have the we have the starters that are able to go, you know, five, six, seven innings, and then we can just match up guys um, right away. And we had those pen guys that were able to. To uh, to last quite some time, <clears throat> sorry, some time as well. And then even on the offensive side, um, you know, when I was pitching, Noah was catching me, and then CSUN they brought in a a uh, right-handed pitcher. They started a lefty. They brought in a righty. And towards the end of the game, we we have David Clawson pinch hit, um, and he's able to get a double off that. And then you know we had Jake Brown pinch hit one time for a matchup, and he had a deep line out to center. And you know over and over, we just have guys that we're able to match up. And, you know, we're able to see success from that. There's a technical term for a quality start. It's not just like a nice phrase. It's seven-plus innings pitched, three earned runs or fewer. You did this uh, against CSUN. Was that the kind of opening start that you were hoping for? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I'm always wanting to to give my team a chance to win. And, you know, their guy, he, he was actually doing pretty good. I'm not sure exactly what inning he, he uh, started to, you know, starting to give up some runs, but... You know, for a while there it was it was zero zero, and I just wanted to keep battling and and you know give my my hitters um, you know a, a chance to score some runs. And, and once they did that, I wanted to you know keep them as far away as possible. Hayden Rogers with us on BYU Sports Nation. I mean, Hayden, is is there anything that you've learned that is considered new about your team? You've been with them; it feels like forever. So, did you learn anything new in the opening series? Um, not really, to be honest. I mean, we we were expecting to. Um, you know, to be able to to hit the ball at, at uh, all over the field, um, we're expecting to be able to hit it. Um, you know, something new actually that that really surprised me was, um, I guess I, I shouldn't say it surprised me, but just the hot start that Brian Sue has has gotten off to. My goodness, he just he cannot find a way to get out. Every single ball he hits is is just finds a gap. Um, so it, it's pretty cool to see the hot start that that he's. That he's come off to. He's batting 588. 
He's 10 for 17, six runs, four doubles, 17 total bases, slugging 1,000, 588 on base. Yeah, I have that as good. He's, uh, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's doing all right. Pretty how, awesome. How did the validation, because you guys were a confident group. You started 18-1 two years ago. Last year, how did the validation of winning the West Coast Conference Tournament maybe change things or did it for the whole program? Um, yeah, I think it was big time, especially winning the conference tournament. Um, before last year, every year that I had gone, we have gone two and out, um, every time. And so, you know, last year after we lost that first game in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, man, you, you know, we, we cannot come back here again and just, you know, lose these two games. And so I think after winning, being able to win, especially those win four games in, I think less than 48 hours or something like that, um, you know, that just showed all of us that we can we can compete with anyone, and we belong on that stage. Um, it, it shouldn't be something that, that scares us. We, we belong on a stage like that. Follow him on Twitter at HaydenRogers92. He is one of the men of pride from, uh, I believe it's Mountain View High School. Oh, the great Mountain View in Mesa. Yes. Okay. The lone peak of Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Joining the likes of John Beck and Max Hall and Peyton Dastrup. Right now, who is the greatest Mountain View Toro ever, Hayden? Um, wow. Maybe uh, Todd Heap. Yeah, I was going to say Todd Heap ah, went to Mountain yes, View. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. The Storm and Mormon, as Chris Berman on ESPN calls him. Yeah, awesome. yeah. It was It was a pretty good run there, too, of quarterbacks that came to BYU. Okay, let's talk about uh, Hawaii. You're playing them. Uh, how much, how much uh, you, you know, in college football and basketball, it's like ton of tape. We see them. How much tape do you consume of the opponent versus, say, a scouting report you get from uh, some of the coaching staff? Um, I typically don't really watch tape. Trent Pratt, uh, our, one of our That's what Trent's coaches. for, Hayden. What's that? That's what Trent is for. He's going to just give you all the, the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. cliff notes. Exactly, yeah. He, he talks to the coaches. He watches tape. But, yeah, he'll get all the tendencies and so – um, today at practice, we'll go through a scouting report on Hawaii. Um, you know, just some some tendencies of the hitters, some tendencies of the pitchers. But yeah, I, I think uh, you know, baseball is kind of a different game. It just depends on that. You know, whether it's the opposing pitcher, it just depends on you know who he's facing and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I like I, I go more off scouting reports than actually watching them. With altitude in baseball, it's often discussed the humidor. You know, at uh, you know with the Colorado Rockies in Denver, whatnot. but I've never really thought about it from the pitcher standpoint. So now you, you've played at sea level against CSUN and obviously sea level in Hawaii. Do you see an impact and effect on, uh, you know, the lack of altitude as a pitcher at sea level? Definitely. Um, you know, we always joke that we, we pitch it so well in California because in Provo, you know, if you leave the ball up, uh, that ball is going to go far. That ball is going to go away. <laughs> and so we always focus on trying to, to keep it at the knees, um, keep it at the knees or lower. And so, you know, once we get to sea level, um, you know, all of a sudden the ball's not traveling, which, which can get a little frustrating. You know, you see a ball come off the bat of Brock Hale, and you think it's going to be out, and then all of a sudden it just kind of floats slowly to the outfield and, uh, you know, doesn't, doesn't go out, but – but, yeah, I mean, I love being able to, to pitch here because, you know, it just allows me to not be too fine and I can just throw strikes and, 
not worry about giving up a 500-foot home run. <laughs> it's interesting you bring up Brock Hale and all of the power that he brings at the plate. He was a projected 10th to 12th round pick in the Major League Draft last year. It, it didn't happen, and we were all kind of scratching our heads. We called it a travesty. Uh, what kind of player is he? And if he does get picked up by a team, what kind of player are they inheriting? He is, man, all around. He he can, I mean, first of all, on the offensive side, every ball he hits is on a line. I mean, there were a few balls that he hit at, uh, at CSUN that, I mean, if he even gets a little bit of lift on the ball, they, they easily would have gone out. But he about put a hole through their fence. <laughs> um, I swear, he hit a ball. The, the shortstop could have jumped and caught it, and it hit the top of the wall. Whoa! This ball was hit so hard. Um, but yeah, he, he is just, I mean, he's, he's a guy at the plate. He doesn't, he doesn't often chase things out of the zone. He's a very disciplined hitter. Um, he knows what he wants. He, and you know, he's going to patiently wait until he gets it. Um, you know, and when he gets that pitch, he's, he's going to square it up pretty well. I don't know how he's not part of the all West coast conference preseason team, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that was surprising, but you know, it, it, it probably gives him a, a little chip on his shoulder, and, you know, I, I love I love that. <laughs> Hayden, great to talk to you, man. Thanks for waking up early uh, at Waikiki Beach. We appreciate the time, and uh, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for uh, your next outing in the series against Hawaii. Oh, perfect. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. You got it, brother. Take care of that flow in the surf. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Have a good day, guys. All righty. Hayden Rogers on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Four-game series uh, starts tomorrow. They'll play a doubleheader Saturday as well. So two fun trips start the year for uh, BYU baseball. I love so much that BYU baseball is back. Oh, it's great. By the way, spring training games start Friday. Majors. Back! Woo! Coming up, a National High School Player of the Year signs with BYU. Uh, Who deserves a shout-out for that? Plus, we want to hear from you, the voice of BYU Sports Nation. Which result would you vacate? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guests, Jeff Judkins, the Juddy Buddy, and Hayden Rogers of BYU Baseball who join us from Hawaii. If you miss any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up this week, Greg Rubel and gymnastics assistant coach Natalie Brokman. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. The dudes are on the road at Portland tomorrow. Portlandia, Nike, yeah. The Yoli Child Center. It's not actually the name. In the penultimate game of the regular season, 11 Eastern. Get a nap on ESPNU and BYU Radio pregame with Shep at 10. Volleyball. Sixth-ranked BYU takes on Stanford tonight at 10 Eastern on the Pac-12 Network up on the farm. Before hosting the Cardinals Saturday live on BYU TV at 9 Eastern, Jerem Jordan on the call. Gymnastics. Sophomore Shannon Hortman Evans is the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference Floor Specialist of the Week. 18th ranked BYU hosting 13th ranked Donkey Teeth of Boise State. Friday at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. That's a good one. Soccer. Shannon is also BYU's Energizer Bunny. Yeah. You should watch her compete. Utah transfer Ella Balstead is joining the BYU women's soccer team. Balstead played in 40 games over the last two seasons with the Utes, scoring two goals. The Royal Blue Flame has been lit. Cross country. <laughs> okay. BYU signee Aiden Troutner. Listen to this. 
is the Gatorade National Boys Cross Country Runner of the Year. Yeah! Troutner will serve an LDS mission prior to competing for the Cougars. This marks the second consecutive National Boys Cross Country Runner of the Year that signed with BYU. Casey Klinger is the other. He's in the MTC going to Japan. Nicely done at Stone. Women's basketball. The Cougars host Portland tomorrow night, senior night, to honor Cassie DeVagere, Malia Nawahine, and Amanda Wayman. Watch it live on BYU TV at 9 Eastern 7 Mountain. Tennis. After an 8 and 1 start, the men's team is ranked 38th. 38th, Jerem? Yeah, 38th. They rank every team, I think. Yeah, it's tennis. It's fun. In the ITA Oracle Collegiate Tennis Rankings. That's awesome. It's the highest rank for the Cougars since. Taysom Hill, sophomore year, 2013. Now, there's some context, okay? Yeah. I like that context. Highest ranking since 2013. Taysom Hill ran 68 yards against Texas. Pretty good. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who deserves it today? Goes to Ed Eyestone for bringing in uh, Casey Klinger, now Aiden Troutner. Utah Valley kids coming to BYU. And in uh, is a good cross-country program right now. In three years, when both these dudes are back from their missions, three and a half, four years. Woo! BYU finished third at Nationals this year. Yes, and Klinger was a freshman, helped on that team. And it was in it was their mind. Frankly, a disappointment for them. They were going for one. That's the standard. It's wow. not third place in WCC. It's third place in the country. Good for them. That's awesome. They, they are in a really good place. Yeah, third. listen, Lindsey Vaughn got a bronze, third. It's great. Yeah, let's go. In the spirit of the Louisville 2013 vacated national championship of men's basketball, which BYU sports result or outcome would you like to vacate? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Shaylor MC, please vacate the February 6th, 1988 men's Ooh. basketball loss at UAB. Then BYU would have been number one. BYU was 17-0, ranked Good third. One. The Good top one. two teams had lost. I drove from Atlanta to watch BYU lose by 20. <laughs> Ironically, we end up losing to Louisville in the second what? round of the NCAA tournament that Full year. Full circle. Oh. Excellent. How's that not the elite tweet of the day? Because this is. At Tasha Lynn 19. The Dell of a Dagger. Yuck. Actually, let's just vacate St. Mary's from the conference. <laughs> Hashtag St. Mary's face. <laughs> That's funny. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN, on demand, BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jeremiah I'm Spencer, shout-out to Gordon Hudson. BYU Sports Nation, back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. Oh, 83 was so good.